welcome to Open Letters. I'm Owen Clements. Every episode we hear letters read aloud. They might be fiction, they might be non-fiction. They might be to people, places or things. They might never have been sent. They might be to you. First of all, I have some very exciting news. Um, there's going to be a print version of Open Letters. We received a small grant from Leeds Inspired to produce a first issue, and it'll be out in June. It's going to consist of five letters plus other ephemera in an envelope, uh, and it's going to look lovely. I can't wait for you to see it. We're seeking submissions for it now, so if you have a letter, fiction or non-fiction, real or unreal, send it to us. We're in the fortunate position of being able to pay writers too, so if you're selected for inclusion, uh, we'll be able to pay you. For more information, you can go to our website, openletters.net. That's openletters.net, but without the E in open. Um, or you can follow us on Twitter at openletters, uh, or email us at openletterspodcast at gmail.com. Um, other news that we have is that we're still recording episodes for the next run um, so it'll be another few weeks before we're back to regular episodes and speaking of if you have a letter you would like to share just record yourself reading it on your phone and email it to us so I have three letters for this episode which my grandmother sent to me after listening to the podcast uh, and hearing about it from my mother Um, they're all from my great-grandfather to my great-grandmother they're all very short written in beautiful handwriting on worn scraps of paper that have been folded and unfolded many, many times. They're all from the 1930s as well, the early 1930s. What fascinates me most about these letters is the immediacy of them. My great-grandfather was writing to my great-grandmother and knowing that she would receive the letter that very day. I don't know about Leicester, which is where my great-grandparents were, but certainly in London there were multiple collections and deliveries of post throughout the day, in the 19th century, up to 12 a day, so you could be sure not only that your letter would reach its recipient, but that they would be able to reply to you the very same day if necessary. Anyway, here are the letters. Dear Margaret, Don't faint when you get this letter from me, but the arrangements are changed for tomorrow night if the weather is fine. We are going boating with Hubert and his wife Frankie down Aylston. I shall see you at the corner of the Granby Halls at half past six. But if it is raining, the old arrangement stands. 6.45 outside the city cinema. Love, yours truly, George. Dear Maggie, don't get the wind up, but I don't think it advisable for me to come out tonight. My cold is a bit worse, and I've got the backache, which sounds like a touch of the flu to me. If you like, you can come up here, but I don't like the idea of you going back alone. Till the next time, love, George. Dear Maggie, No doubt you will be more than surprised when you get this letter, but in the words of the song, I just couldn't say goodbye. I must have been mad or daft, one of the two, last night, to act like I did. Anyway, I'll be round tonight to see how things are, if it's not too late. Shall be round about eight o'clock. If you are out to me, I guess it will be all over. Love, George. P.S. Excuse scribble and writing paper.
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to submit your letters, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and wherever else. I'll write soon. Goodbye.